You are right up Main Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser like razor. How are you doing, babes? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. So I went for dinner last night. Oh. In Marina Del Rey. Ooh. Lana's, Lana's Marina. Well, I don't think of it as Lana's Marina. I actually think of it of there's someone on Vanderpump Rules called Sheena, and she moved to Marina Del Rey, and they called it Sheena Del Rey. Oh, what are they <laughs> like? I often forget Marina Del Rey. I just forget about it. Yeah. Went down, had dinner, lovely. Went for a walk by the boats, and then I just saw some... What are these? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a seal. seal. That's a seal. Wait, what's the difference between a seal sea... and a sea lion? Sea lion. I think. Ooh, that's a great question. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> that was my Friday night. I often forget that we live in such a place where we can just go see sea slash sea lions. I took that trip to Morrow Bay a while back, and mm. I definitely saw a seal in in the bay, and it was sitting outside of this uh, restaurant, kind of on the rocks. And I swear it was animatronic. It was going off. Like, it truly seemed like a Disney Disneyland kind of exhibit because mm-hmm. it was sitting on the rock in this perfect position and it was just making enough noise every kind of four minutes so that tourists, different groups could kind of hear it go. Lovely. It's it's like, I think all the old Disney tech is sent up to Morrow Bay. Okay. And then it just, it lives there. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. Maybe, it, like, when someone did serve me in the shop, they were one of the pirates from, like, Pirates of the Caribbean that had broken down. It was just yeah. kind of like... <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we need to give a shout out to your AC. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Well, what's going on is we're recording in the daytime on an incredibly hot day in LA. And at some point, my air conditioning is going to kick in because I refuse for us to, you know, I'm not going to sacrifice my comfort for this podcast. Nuh-uh. So, not for this podcast, not for the environment, no, not, not for nothing. Not for anyone, yeah. So at some point, that is going to kick in. And when it does, we're going to play this. My life got cold. So I'm excited about it coming on. (laughs) Here's hoping. As ever in the podcast, we will take an American pop culture topic. We'll discuss, dissect, work out the UK equivalent. Then we'll take a UK topic. We'll do exactly the same work out the US equivalent. Before we do that, you've been in touch. We love your letters. Let's do feedback. I've actually got a little bit of personal feedback for you, just from um, our last record that we did. I'd love it. I'd love it if you were like something I've been wanting to tell you for a while, <laughs> Ben. Something that's been really, really and the pissing way you me off. pronounce this. I just don't think it's correct. No, right. it's not even feedback. It's just an observation. Uh, we discussed Pia Mia at great length on the last uh, Pussycat Dolls episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I realised in that "Do It Again" song at the beginning, I think it's Tiger has the audacity to rhyme. You should throw it to me, like Tom Brady, with that long blonde hair, that's Marsha Brady. You can't do a, a, a Tom Brady analogy and then just rhyme it with Marsha Brady. It's not a rhyme if it's the same word. It's not a rhyme, but to his credit, I appreciate any any situation where Marsha Brady's brought into the conversation. That's true. But so, I would have preferred if it had been Jan Brady and Marsha Brady, a double Brady bunch rhyme. Great. 
sold what <laughs> feedback you got for us babes so we got some feedback from someone called i believe his name's dicko on instagram okay or dick zero there's a lot of umlauts and kind of text-based things in his name but it's d-i-c-k-o on instagram okay he was giving us pretty much a play-by-play update of the new changing rooms which has aired back at home it's already aired yeah, and he sent some great... Did you? Oh, you didn't see this, but it was no. me that watched the videos on, on Instagram. I'm actually kind of impressed with what they did because they it looks like they truly stuck to changing rooms format okay, and made horrible cheap rooms for people. So I like oh. that they didn't go like, oh God, in this day and age of like the home edit and all these like new shows coming out and like Marie Kondo, they were like, we're still going to do it. I believe that they built a swing for two women in their like living room. Lovely. So like a swing that definitely is going to like pull kind of uh, (laughs) plaster out of the ceiling if if anyone sits on it for too long. (laughs) So thank you, Dicko, for giving us that kind of play by play. I really enjoyed watching all the videos you recorded for us. And then he also just added, also, I listened to some historical You're Welcome recently, which I love that we have enough to make historical. And he says, I can't believe you left out Jürgen Vries featuring CMC, the opera song from the Charlotte Church episode. After all the hype about the mystery vocalist, the big reveal on top of the pops when Charlotte Church came out dressed all in black and wearing a big hat and was revealed as CMC. Fabulous. She, she essentially created the mass Singer. I think so. So did we talk about that? I just can't remember. Oh, I, can't I don't think remember. we did. Oh, wow. I remember there was an opera song, but I think it's that one in her album that I did that, that has that opera beginning that I did a, a great impression of mm-hmm. that I'm going to do for you right now. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, this goes... I backed my head away from the mic to do that. This goes back to a conversation we had the other day about in the 90s when you would get nuisance callers <laughs> at your house and your phone and someone would like blow a whistle down the phone. Do you remember that? Because <laughs> yes. blowing a whistle down the phone was meant to deafen a nuisance caller. Oh, do you think I've just deafened the nuisance listeners? Yeah, you've basically deafened one of my ears for sure. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to get in touch, do give us a shout on our Instagram like Cliff has done. Oh. Cliff was enjoying some of our Glasgow Instagram stories. I think in particular the one where I showed that Kath Kidson had closed closed her doors. <laughs> Cliff says, this all fills me with such joy. I adored this week's episode and especially the mention of Sky Magazine, which was the only publication I ever subscribed to. Oh. Dear Karen was always a treat. I'd love you to mention the gay chippy on your Glasgow landmarks feedback. Loving your work, Hans. And I needed clarification. He said that the gay chippy it used to, this is, this is incredibly Glasgow. It used to be Santini's on John Street next door to Underground. Don't know what half those things are. <laughs> but of course there was one called Santini's. Like a, a Glasgow Italian, oh, Glasgow Italian chippy called Santini's. <laughs> so there Ooh. we are. Thank you, Cliff. So Nicole got in touch about RE summer camps. She says, I went to many different types of camps. I mostly did, oh, day camp. I thought she said gay camp. And I was about to say, that's amazing. And then she says, from the summers of 97 to 99, she went to Nerd Camp, which is a camp run by Johns Hopkins, the university, where I took a three-week intensive study class and lived on a college campus. (laughs) Wow. And then she said, Mike went to space camp and is the envy of everyone he knows because of it. Let's talk about space camp. Okay. Here's my dream of space camp. Oh my God. I'm, I'm... The idea of going to space camp excites me so much. In like the year 1999. Oh my God. Just think, (laughs) imagine your welcome pack. Like lots, lots of like silver foil and yep. obviously space ice cream would be in yep. there just to, you know, get <laughs> we you still need to try. We still need to try. <laughs> it's been all these years since I've seen it in the gadget shop. Still need to try it. Do you think all the meals that you get served at space camp? Well, we'll ask. We need to we need to find out from Mike. Was yes. every meal dehydrated in a packet that he ate at space camp? How often was there zero gravity? Big I, question. I like to think in my head that they never left. Like they were in sealed inside of like a 
a spaceship and they didn't leave for the whole time they were at space camp. Oh my God, that'd be so and cool. And it was zero gravity the whole time. Think of the outfits as well. That's like, what you, you would have all these different spacesuits, but there'd be like the day one, there'd yeah. be the night one, there'd be the one when you go in like space missions, which is probably... Well, to, when you actually go outside and you step outside, but in a spacesuit. Yeah. So you do the normal camp activities, but in a spacesuit. Yeah. Like archery, kayaking, but you have to wear a full space helmet. And it's on, it's on like sand. So it's meant to be like the moon with rocks and stuff like that. <laughs> oh my God. We, well, Nicole, please. Yeah, just, no. <laughs> just if you could find out from Mike, the main highlights of space camp, or if you are, it seems like, thank you so much for listening, Nicole. You know the kind of shit we like. Just yeah. give us some highlights. Yeah. Get, get Mike on a voice note. I want to hear, <gasps> I want to hear straight from the horse's mouth. Mm. Straight from the astronaut's visor. Have you listened to Cheryl's Radio 1 R&B show, whatever it is that I keep seeing on social media? No, I'm so excited about it. What's well, it called we're gonna again? Have, we're going to have to get a VPN to listen to it. It's on this like weird offshoot. It's like called BBC Sounds. It's not even on iPlayer. Oh no, but I think that's a podcast. No, I tried to listen oh. to it and it said that it wasn't available in our country. Wait, what's the name of it again? It's called You, Me and R&B with Cheryl. You, me, and R&B with me, Cheryl. It says Cheryl dives into the world of R&B in this passionate love letter to the genre. Expect music from Mary J. Blige, Blackstreet, TLC, and more. <laughs> Which Mary J. Blige song is it? Do you think she picked? I bet she picked No More Drama. Yeah, no More so. Drama. No More Drama. It's a song that relates to so many moments in my life. Finally, we had Noel get in touch on our Instagram. He said, hi, boys. I adore your podcast. Makes me lol so much. Just wondering if we'll get a Victoria Beckham solo app or a General Spice one. Hope you're both safe and well. Keep up the brill work. P.S. I've replayed the Kylie impressions so many times. <laughs> and then he just wrote, all my, all my sporty lovers. He just wrote brava. I don't even remember that impression. <laughs> I don't know what we were talking about. Who knows? But, I, you know, I'm always a fan of just whatever her audience, <laughs> Kylie just putting in lovers. <laughs> so be like, all my pandemic lovers. <laughs> this is for you. So I got back in touch with Noel and then I completely forgot. We've done I, a Victoria Beckham episode. I know. Episode. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we'll definitely do one. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, no, wait a minute. We've done that. Um, but I did say, rest assured, we'll definitely do specials on Victoria Beckham's Coming to America. Yes. And the Jerry Halliwell documentary after she left. Yeah, it's on the docket. Oh, it is. Okay, thank you for your feedback. Shall we do the episode? Yes. Okay, our first topic, it is the UK topic. Babes, what you got for us? Well, I'm going to be talking about a personal icon to me. I will be talking about Stacey Chanel Claire Solomon. Those middle names are perfection <laughs> for her. According to just her Wikipedia bio, of course, Stacey Chanel Claire Solomon is an English singer and television personality. Most importantly, let's start about where we first got to know Little Miss Solomon, shall we? So she auditioned for the sixth series of X Factor in 2009. Strong year. Very strong year. So do you remember who she was on the X Factor with in oh that year, 2009? God. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you three, three chances to guess one person in the kind of the live show's lineup, one person or act that she was in the same series as. Oh my God. So is this before or after Alexander Burke? Oh my God. I think it's a year after. I'm not, I, okay. I can't help you. You've got three guesses. I think, I think... There's that 
Geordie guy. No, not that Geordie winner. Oh my God. They're all merging. That's the tricky thing about the this emo. time period. What about, isn't there that emo guy who sang Mad Mad World? Is it that year? I'm going to need a name. Oh my God. <laughs> Got three guesses. Start just throwing out some X Factor names. Okay, okay. Rylan. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, Diana Vickers. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh my God. One final guess. There's a guy called like Matt or Mark, but not Matt Cardle. Or like he's he's the guy who sang Mad Mad World and he was like emo. And I once saw him perform it in a club in Manchester. Okay, I know who you're thinking of and he's not on the list. Oh, okay. You're thinking of, I don't know who he was, but he was really attractive. Aiden Grimshaw. Aiden Grimshaw. Yeah, no, no, this is not Aiden Grimshaw. Oh, there is, there is someone from Glasgow in here, but he went very early on. But I do feel like there was, we've talked about him before. Is it Ricky Looney? Yes. <laughs> Wow, of this entire run of people, the one person you could get was Ricky Loney. Well, Ricky Loney, he turned into what I would say a character I would use in my SNL edition. <laughs> so Stacey was in the same series. So this, the person that won the series was Joe McEldry. Oh, I was almost so right. So first place was Joe McEldry. Second place was Ollie Murs. Okay. And Stacey Solomon came third. Got it. Other iconic contestants in this is obviously Rachel Adadeji. <laughs> Jedward were in this series, which is crazy. And then the the great bisexual controversy of Daniel Johnson. Remember when Danny Minogue <gasps> Danny was like, was oh, like... you would have liked to sing that about a boy too. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have changed it to be singing about a boy if the rumors that be believed. Yeah, then she got like dragged through the mud for that. It really <laughs> was the most benign thing no it, no, it wasn't. She was she was kind of outing him. And no, then after, really after the break... About and she was like friends with... Didn't she come back and she was like... Didn't she cry on Extra Factor? Yeah, she, she came... No, it came back after the break and she was like, oh, I'm a monarch. <laughs> the guys are so important. I would never do anything to, to <laughs> sully the monarch name. So do you remember what Stacey Solomon auditioned with? Or do you remember her audition? Is it Summer Over the Rainbow? So she actually did What a Wonderful World as yes. her audition. But I'm going to just play you the beginning of her audition because she gets a real Subo setup. Hello. Hiya. And what's your name? Stacey. Stacey. Where are you from, Stacey? Dagno. No. <laughs> um, and how old are you, Stacey? I'm 19. What's the dream here? Oh, to win this. Yeah? Are you any good? I hope so. <laughs> you who's might not think so. Who, who's told you you're good? Sometimes my mum does. My friends, obviously. Yeah, you got friends here today? No, yeah, I have. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to sing? Um, what a wonderful world. Great. Okay. Thank you. What's remarkable there is there is that classic bait and switch of she starts very her personality's a little bit on edge. She's quite nervous, and then when she starts singing, it's like a smooth crooner. Worth noting in that audition, Cheryl's eyebrows pencil thin and I forgot that there was a season of X Factor where Danny has Velma Kelly's haircut from Chicago or most importantly Catherine Zeta-Jones's haircut as Velma Kelly from Chicago yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah so we were kind of this is how we first got introduced to Stacey Solomon and you know it's she comes right out front saying she's from Dagenham which is Essex it's very deep East London beginning of Essex so okay. she's kind of firmly an Essex girl slightly unfair pan from her shoes right up to her when she says you know when simon comes like yeah pretty obvious you're from dagenham i know She's like, let's not do that and then creepy clearly a male camera person yeah. panning up yeah that kind of i feel like that that whole audition really encapsulates stacy solomon as a person it's like very like dizzy fun very lovable very likable but also like with this kind of bizarre talent that you kind of don't expect and it's kind of strange because 
I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but she's not really known as a singer anymore. Like no. she kind of only did X Factor. Now it's just worth noting in her run in X Factor, I do have to say, I do not like any of the songs that she ever did. Well, that makes sense. I mean, she auditioned with What a Wonderful World. Yeah, it's it's tricky. Like she basically just, I kind of looked through the list of them and it's just a lot of like, a lot of crooner songs. Yeah. And it's like, there's only so many of them that we can handle. So I don't feel like she ever really had the kind of, the gay iconic moments on X Factor. I'll just say she did The Scientist by Coldplay. It's like, that's that's really tough. Oh. She did At Last, the Etta James song. I do remember that was really nice. Oh, when You I Wish know. Upon a Star, Somewhere Only We Know. It's like, oh, I mean, this is all this is all Danny's fault because she was Danny's. Uh, I, would, I would love like a disco disco week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She could have done a really good, yeah, like a fun. She could have done Shame. <laughs> <laughs> a wild thing is that during this run of X Factor, the whole cast released a single and it was a cover of You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson, which went to number one. Was it for a charity or I something? I think so, yeah, yeah. But still strange that it was that. Do you know what's also interesting about her? She's, back then she was 19, and yet she was singing these, like, yeah, old really, crooner songs. Yeah. It was quite quite confusing. And then when you think about that top three, Joe McKeldry, Ollie Mers, and her, what an odd, what an mm-hmm. uncool trio of people to be, like, the face of pop music, right? <laughs> the triple whites. It's <laughs> like, really, like, her singing, like, standards... Joe McKeldry doing like, well, like show tunes and then Oli Mers doing his like cat in the hat routine. Like what a weird selection of people. Yeah. When Oli Mers is the coolest person in your, in your kind of lineup. Trouble. Big, big trouble. So obviously she got to the final and in the final, every person duets with someone. So do you remember who Stacey duetted with? I don't. Yeah. So she, again, didn't go quite in the kind of gay icon route that she should have done and I think would have suited her. Like a big disco like duet would have been fun. Unfortunately, she duetted with Michael Bublé and did Feeling Good. But it makes sense with her whole Made trajectory. Makes sense with her. I hate the song Feeling Good. I just want to throw it out there. But Mike, but Michael Bublé seems like a nice man. Yeah, and her introduction of him is pretty funny. I'm going to just play you just her introducing him during mid-song. And I'm feeling good. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited to introduce the coolest man I've ever now, once again, <laughs> once again, Stacey Solomon is saying that Michael Bublé is the coolest man she's ever met. I love her so much. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, welcome Michael Bublé. I just love her so much. She's just, oh, she's the best. Okay, so real quick, we've got Ollie Mers and Joe McKeldry. So we were just t- discussing it. Joe McKeldry did Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me with George Michael, which is amazing. That is phenomenal. Now think about Ollie Mers, and now think about what, who the worst person is he could duet with and what the worst song would be. Robbie Williams. And the song is? Angels. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Just what a torturous combination. Fuck. That's really tough. Those are some big bookings they had. Yeah. It's well done to the booking team. I think it was before my, my friend Sam did the booking on that show, but good job, whoever that was. <laughs> so Stacey Solomon came third and then actually weirdly didn't do much in the music Thing after that so she had according to kind of stuff i've looked into she had a couple of songs for like an album and it was due to be released in 2011 and then it just kind of disappeared and went away hmm. it also says that um it's reported that she was asked to join the only way is essex in 2011 and she turned it down okay that would have been confusing wouldn't it wouldn't have been like an, a strange choice because she is very charming, and I don't think that that show would have suited her at all. I think she's t- way too charming for The Only Way is Essex. I think this, I think that show would have just constantly upset her. Yeah, 
I like I wouldn't I don't want to see like someone coming in like throwing a drink in Stacey Sullivan's face. Like she's she's too nice. No. I just fear that she would end up like wearing a Taui outfit and but she would sit crying in the corner because yeah. she didn't like how negative it all felt. Yeah, that would exactly. She's way too nice for that. I'm surprised she maybe maybe you'll get onto this, but I'm surprised she didn't release like a Mother's Day album or something. Yeah, it's strange. The, it, she's got such a such a short discography. You know, so post post X Factor, yeah, she had this kind of album that didn't really happen. Talks of her going into the Only Ways Essex, you know, just kind of rolling around. Now, because she had such a kind of people really liked her. I remember it when X Factor was on. People really liked her and supported her. So she kind of had like she was in a very strange position where she was on the cusp of. I think she was being asked to do a lot of stuff. Now, there's a lot of shows that you and me talk about on this podcast where we're talking about UK celebrities. Mm-hmm. My life got cold. We can hear the noise. <laughs> Thank you for Girls Aloud just alerting us. Fraser's AC Central Air has come on. Yeah, and actually, it's very, very uh, appropriate because we're about to take a trip down under. So in 2010, Stacey Solomon was on the 10th series of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Okay. Which she actually uh, won. Right, so... Interesting, because she she was all about personality, really. Yeah. So she just needed to do something else that showcased her personality. So yeah. I guess that made sense. Yeah. That could have gone very wrong for her, though. Absolutely. But, like, she was in quite an iconic year. So I, th- I think the final the final was her and Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays. I think that they had, like, a weird, like, buddy cop friendship, which unexpected friendship, which people really liked. But... Alison Hammond was also in oh. that same year. And obviously Alison Hammond is an icon. And then this is the year of Gillian McKeith. Oh, the year. So like not only was Stacey Solomon the winner and everyone loved her, she was also in an iconic season of it. I will laugh because uh, the person that got eliminated seventh was Agro Santos, which you know <laughs> I'm obsessed with that performance of him and Kimberly Walsh on GMTV. <laughs> What's that song again? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I, I really, I have to just search Kimberly Walsh Agro Santos on YouTube every time I look for it. That song, I, I get confused in my head between that song and the song that Amel did. Yes. Like her solo <laughs> single, all the same. So I think that there's, especially in this time, there was certain people who won I'm a Celebrity, like Kerry Katona, Katie Price came, did really well on it. And I think that they like, it catapulted them to like the next level up. Yeah. And then you know what comes along with winning I'm a Celebrity if you're female or being on it, you know what comes next. There's a very particular contract that everyone does. Well, I was going to say, I was thinking of the shower, the jungle shower. Is it related to oh, that? Oh, no, no. I'm talking post, post, I'm a oh, celebrity. Hosting. Don't you, don't you then know? Do you host something? Well, uh, often you do get asked to come back and host the I'm a celebrity, get me out of here now spin off show on ITV2, which yeah. she did do. Okay. However, there's a particular brand which a lot of ex I'm a celebrity people uh, have been the face of. I'm talking, we're talking Kerry Katona, we're talking Peter Andre, we're talking Colleen Nolan. Iceland? Yes. So Stacey in 2011 um, was the face of the Iceland Christmas campaign. Lovely. Now I found a great article, which I'm just going to read you just the bulk of it. Stacey Solomon Iceland ads blasted for glamorizing Dagenham. But <laughs> Huh? Stacey Solomon's Iceland adverts have been criticised for glamorising the area of Dagenham. Residents have complained that the festive campaign, which sees I'm a Celebrity winner Solomon travel to her local mansion, (laughs) gives viewers an unrealistic expectation of the East London suburb. And I'm going to do a quote from uh, the the Labour Council leader. Iceland is trying to paint this angelic picture because it looks better than a two-bed semi. There isn't a house like that in Dagenham. (laughs) God, wow. And then, yeah, they even had to really... 
Iceland had to release a statement about this, and they said the sentiment is intended to convey that at Christmas many people travel back to their hometowns. <laughs> but yeah, can you believe that she actually got like I think that's the only negative blowback that Stacey Solomon has ever received. Oh, I bet she was so upset about of course, that. I bet she was. She's too nice a person to uh, to take that kind of criticism. I also love that she was doing this Iceland campaign before she was a parent or did she have kids by this she point? did she did already have kids but ah, okay um, that makes sense yeah but because otherwise it's like a 21 year old right just doing ice and commercials and normally it is like a 30 year old parent yeah you know what i mean she's she's a lot she's a lot younger than you think she is yes she hasn't she has an older aura she has kind of a mid-30s aura about her that she's had forever and i think she will have forever yeah so even when she overtakes the age i think she is she'll still be 35 yeah forever which is kind of amazing Basically, off the back of I'm a Celebrity, it's when she kind of came into her own as, like, the, just a, the go-to person to be on any ITV show, basically. So she, like, has been on every, like, a billion other shows apart from that. But, as you mentioned, when you go back to do I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here Now, that's what she did. And who did she meet hosting that show? She met her now husband. To be. They're to not be. married yet. Her, her fiance, her, her fiance. Oh, yeah, she's on fiance. Yeah. To what's his name? Joe. Joe Swash. Swash. Joe Swash. Now I couldn't like two people more than Aww. I like Stacey Solomon and Joe Swash separately. I've always like I used to love Stacey Solomon. She's really fun. Joe Swash. He was an actor on EastEnders and then just kind of a general TV personality. And he went on I'm a Celebrity and then hosted the the after show because everyone loved him so much. Okay. So they became quite literally have become like almost like a royal couple from the back of I'm a Celebrity. Got it. So what she's kind of transitioned into now is almost like an Instagram. She has like Instagram fame now. She has so many followers and her whole Instagram now is about crafting and looking after her children and doing all this stuff. Now that sounds really, really boring. Let me tell you something. I actually look forward to looking at her Instagram, look at looking at her stories. Is it like a little pick me up in the day? It really is. Like a chocolate bicky. She's incredibly basic and her like home decor is almost ghastly, but there's something so pure about it that it's one of the most like lovely things to watch. She's like and she doesn't give a fuck what people think about it. Like she sometimes reposts like some negative comments, but she finds them very funny. And famously, she did this video of herself in the bath and <laughs> that she had this one particular viewer of her Instagram stories who criticized this kind of set of bed linen that she had that was kind of jungle print. And uh, she was talking about it on her Instagram stories and she was in the bath and she, <laughs> and she dubbed this woman just Susan. And it was one of her most iconic clips is her in the bath and she goes, Have a day off, Susan. McGrath out loud, have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> have a day off, Susan. I like, I like to say that in my head all the time. Um, and she just, she really makes me laugh. She has, uh, she constantly does these videos of her pouring herself a bath and she calls them her thrush baths because she puts so many bath bombs and like <laughs> bath products into them. Anyway, that's just a little bit about her Instagram. Guess what other TV show she's also associated with? Well, I know this. We're talking loose women. We are talking loose motherfucking women. I mean. Perfect. She's hitting every, I'd say there's a, there's a checklist of people that we talk about in this podcast. And I think she might have hit absolutely everything so far x factor x factor loose women i'm a celebrity get me out of here iceland the year 2009 the year, the year 2009 <laughs> what are we missing <laughs> what's your thoughts and feelings on stacy Feldman? because i've just talked at you a lot about how much i love her 
Well, I agree that when she was originally on X Factor, I was like, okay, yeah, she's fun, not enjoying these songs. Yeah. So I, I kind of dismissed her. Yeah. And I was also 2009, so what, what age are we then? Oh my gosh, I can't do math. Like 24 or 5. We had, we had bigger fish to fry than, yeah. than Stacey we Solomon were like, at the time. We were, cause, because you're right, she's always had the air of a 35, of like a really lovely, bit basic 35-year-old. Yeah. And when, when you're 24 living in London... For me, not interested in that that genre or theme. No, we were too busy trying to get any DJ to play Womanizer. <laughs> and we and succeeded. Boy, we did. Oh, yeah, that was wom- deep in the Womanizer era, The Womanizer wasn't it? era, yeah. That was a lot of us just drinking vodka Red Bulls yep. and falling, falling, falling. <laughs> yeah. Falling. 100%. Yeah. It, was lots of, it was scampering to different locations, drinking vodka rebels. Yeah, and you're right, falling. Just falling down. And I it, felt like I fell off stages. Yes. I definitely, yeah, just tripped on a lot of dance floors to, like, to womanize there. I remember that was also the last days of the Blackberry as well. Yes. My yes. final Blackberry. My final Blackberry. Yeah. I feel like you used to refuse to message me on BBM. You hated BBM, didn't you? Did I? Yeah, I think much like how you hate WhatsApp now and like just generally like text groups, I remember you refused to message me back on BBM. I think you would only text me back even I just, though I was trying to hit you up on BBM all the time. <laughs> I just I just don't think I could handle another form of communication. So Do you know what? I feel like we've had I just I honestly just like rocketed back in time because I feel like I remember having this conversation in 2009 and you saying those exact words where you were like I just can't handle another form of communication I'm consistent (laughs) I'm consistent what can I say god I used to love BBM who were you BBMing uh me and my friend Debbie we used to bully my brother on BBM because do you remember you remember you could ping people so I think yeah. if you t- there was something you typed in and the word ping came up and it made your phone buzz. Okay. And I remember me and Debbie would, would just be talking on BBM. We were like, let's ping Elliot. And we would just keep pinging him until like over and over again until he told us to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so I miss oh, those good old days. BBM days. Well, do you remember I tried to pitch you all the idea of just like four of us getting pagers <laughs> and only we would and only we would know the number for the pagers. So if it went off, you'd be like, oh, I know that's one of three people. Well, and then then we'd have to get on our mobile phones and call each other after yes. we paged each other. Yes. Wow, I, that seems very very against what you just said earlier about lots of different forms of communication. I've just realised that. I just really want like a snazzy pager, maybe right. like a bright yellow oh, that could clip fun. onto my belt. So Stacey Solomon, because I now support her in a, a much deeper level because I'm part of her Instagram family. Okay. I'm really proud of her because her whole one of her things on Instagram that she really became kind of not the inventor of, but like really pushed out to people was. She calls it tap to tidy. And it's basically where she, you know, a kind of before and after of her tidying things up. And people are obsessed with it to the point where this year she's just finished filming a TV show for the BBC called Sort Your Life Out, which she's presenting it. And it's about like decluttering and home organization. And I feel very proud of her because of that, because it's like, I feel like she's reached the pinnacle of the mountain of herself. She's like found the thing that she really likes doing and the thing that people love her for the most. And now she's going to get to do it. Good for her. (laughs) She's like a very British, more basic Marie Kondo, isn't she? Completely, completely. I I have, it's really hard for me to explain this, but I have such a fondness for Stacey Solomon that I almost didn't want to do her as a topic today because I felt like I wouldn't be very objective (laughs) because I love her so much. You do talk about her a lot. (laughs) I would say maybe once every 10 days, you might say, Oh, you know, Stacey Solomon posted this thing. It was really good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. 
I, I can't help it. I love her. I can't quit her. I love her. Okay, if you had to pick... So in 2018, okay. she launched a clothing range. Who was it with? Oh, no. You get three guesses. Now, now, don't uh, don't overthink this. I can see the wheels turning in your head. You're overthinking it. Just say Asda. the first place. Asda. No. no. Debenhams? No. Okay, now, now take those two places you've just said and think of the exact in-between point. Tesco. Primark. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to think of the US equivalent of Stacey Solomon. And again, I find it very difficult because I'm so kind of blinded by my love for her. Mm. Now, what I, this is a little convoluted, but go with me on this, right? Okay. So I was thinking there was a time when the Masked Singer was on in the UK and everyone thought that she was on it, basically. Everyone was just constantly saying that she was on it. And she actually wasn't, I don't think. Um, and then it made me think, okay, well, who'd be on like the Masked Singer? And I ended up just kind of having a look through and I found an ex-American Idol contestant and I think that she actually... Oh, life apparently got cold <laughs> and cold enough because the AC's gone off. But let's keep an ear out to see if Girls Aloud bring the AC back. So there's an ex, an ex-American Idol contestant called Tori Kelly. Have you heard of her? Yes, I have. She's someone that I've never fully understood. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I was kind of looking into her life and there's a few things that do line up and don't line up. So the kind of uh, American Idol reality show start makes sense. You know, the the TV shows that she appears on feel like the American version of what Stacey Solomon would go on, AKA like a little more elevated. And same with, you know, she still has a music career, which obviously Stacey doesn't have, which again, you know, we always talk about the American equivalent being the elevated version of that. Yeah. But I do feel like that she has followed a very similar trajectory However, I do have another person and I know you, you know, I know you don't like when I do a combination, but I do, I have thought of a great combination. Okay. Before you tell me the other person, I was just going to, this is a weird one, but I was going to pitch Kristen Chenoweth. Okay. Very distinctive personality. <laughs> right. Uh, more talented in the singing department yeah. than, than our girl Stace. How dare you. But, uh, but as we said, everything in the States is elevated. Yep. But a real distinctive personality yeah, and she does a lot of like spawn for I don't know oats and things like that. <laughs> so anyway, that's my side pitch. But but tell me your Tori Kelly combo. Okay, so I think much like in a kind of a, a horoscope. Okay, I believe that she is a Tori Kelly moon. Yes, and a Chrissy Teigen rising. Oh, because again, and just for the record, I am not con- not including Chrissy Teigen's current controversy that she's embroiled in. But however, her social media presence. So it's basically early days Tori Kelly, latter days Chrissy Teigen. Instagram fame, very family, cookbooks. Chrissy Teigen would definitely host a show about clearing out your house. Like it, everyone, re- until recently, beloved character on social media. You know, I do like to think of Joe Swash as the UK's answer to John Legend. Sure. I'd happily listen to a single that Joe Swash would record. Mm. So I feel like I'd like think they make a perfect combination to make the... U.S. equivalent of Stacey Solomon would be Tori Kelly Moon with the Chrissy Teigen Rising. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a day off, Susan. We're crying out loud. Have a day off. Okay, so we've talked about Margot Stace. Um, she was the British topic, and Ben is going to be doing the U.S. topic. And I don't know what it is. So surprise me, babes. What do you got for me? The year... 1995. Okay. Young homosexual Ben is sitting on the carpet watching a video 
Um, a VHS or a, a music VH, video? A, v- okay. a VHS. Mm-hmm. My life got cold. So young Homo Ben is sitting on a carpet, probably eating some lasagna, I would say. <laughs> Watching. Really, really quite a tricky dish to eat over a carpet. Like, that's going to cause a mess. Yeah, I'm sitting cross-legged with a, with a, you know, with a... <laughs> Lasagna's very hard to eat off your own lap. Look. Did you have a lap tray? No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really, really derailing this story. I apologize. And he's watching a movie on VHS. It's a very important movie in 1995. Mm-hmm. It's the movie Clueless. Okay. Starring Alicia Silverstone. The movie starts... The music's playing, the credits are rolling, and there she is, Cher, driving a Jeep Wrangler. My US topic today oh is the Jeep Wrangler. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, it's very American, and we've got a lot to talk about. Okay. <laughs> my eyes just rolled so far back that I think that I might actually have lost my vision. Okay, Jeep Wranglers, a little bit of history for you. In World War Two. <laughs> Well, guys, we've finally done it. We're talking about World War II. <laughs> That's when, essentially, the first Jeep Wrangler was around. It was called, um, I think it was called, like, Willie's Jeep. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and it was a, a military utility vehicle in 1941. It's fine, whatever, we've done it. The war happened. And then, <laughs> in 1986, they properly, properly launched the Jeep Wrangler. But the original one... From World War Two, may have heard of it. That's where the the body of the Jeep Wrangler came. Right. So the Jeep Wrangler originally was straight, and then in 1980, whatever it was, is when it came out. Yes, but do remember, right from the word go, the word Willie was involved. So <laughs> just just saying. So from that age of ten, I wanted a Jeep Wrangler. I was obsessed with it. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. It was a real symbol of. America, California, LA. Yeah. Moved to LA, didn't have a lot of money. So for a while, didn't have a car. And then I did have a car. And that car was a really, really old school rental, rented from, I think it was a Russian family (laughs) in part of LA that I don't, I couldn't tell you where in LA they were based. Hang on, is it the same place I got my car from? Yeah. Radu was his name? (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you where that was in LA. Um... It's south of here. Got it. Get out that compass. I think it's like mid-city but south. South Mm, mid-city? Is that a neighborhood? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So I was renting a car from there. It was a little Volkswagen Golf in white. And one night I dropped a friend off at um, his house. And I went to a, um, a junction and turned left. And bam, another car hit me. My airbag went off. And my car was a write-off. Translation for US listeners totaled. I was fine. What was the other car that hit me? It was a fucking Jeep Wrangler. And who was driving it? Alicia Silverstone? It, well, actually, it was kind of like... Alicia It was kind of like a, a more, an older, much more hippie version of Alicia Silverstone, who okay. maybe lived in the desert. Okay. And then, side note, she said she was fine, but then it turned out Radu called me and he was like, was the other woman fine? Because she's saying that she's really badly injured and she wants lots of money. I was like, oh God, not involved. <laughs> but when, when my car got towed away that night, uh, Radu came and he said to me, oh, okay, do you want another car? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Got another car. Not a Jeep Wrangler yet though. But it felt like just getting hit by one. Really just some sort of fate going on there. I will tell you about my experience with Radu is when I picked up my car from there, which again, didn't have a, even a CD player. It had a tape player. Yeah. And as I was leaving his 
I would say dealership. I think it was his house. I there was like a cat in the way, and I like I had almost hit it, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I almost hit your cat. And his words were, he was like, I do not care for cat. You can hit it. <laughs> That's the way he felt about cats. That's the way he felt about cars. <laughs> I remember another car I had from there. It just stopped working one day. Like, yeah, it just turned off. Yep. Oh. I had the exact same experience with a car from Radic. Probably the same, same car. car. <laughs> okay. Finally, three years ago now, I had enough money, I had enough credit, I got a Jeep Wrangler. And genuinely, I know you may roll your eyes, this is a very big moment for me. I went to test drive them. One of the things when you're test driving them, the guy was like, I was driving around a, a, a car park, aka parking lot. He was like, I'll just drive over that there. I was like, what? That's like a, a big chunk of concrete. He's like, yeah, just drive over it. I was like, okay. <laughs> I drove over it and he was like, see, that's what the Wrangler can do. And I was like... I'm never going to do that. Yeah, I feel like there's a function in your Jeep Wrangler that is never going to be used. Isn't there like an off-road function? There is, with a big red... Yeah, I've just... I've never worked that out. When when, when are we ever going to go off-roading? I don't know. But when um, when I went to pick up the car, when it was ready for me, they were trying to explain all the different functions. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. How do I, how do I connect my phone? Yeah, you're like, where does the music come from? And how do I turn the AC on? Exactly. <laughs> so, one thing that's important with Jeep Wranglers, they're very beloved, they're very American. Yeah. There are Jeep Wrangler Easter eggs. <laughs> Such as? Okay, so in every Jeep... I think every Jeep, but... Don't, let's let's not talk about the Sahara or the the problematically named Cherokee. We're not interested in those jeeps. The Jeep Wrangler, different Easter eggs. So, for example, on some jeeps, there's like a little illustration, kind of symbol of the shape of the original Willie's Jeep. <laughs> it's just not a Willie. Oh, there's different things. There's like a compass and some. So, what what symbol have I got? What symbol have I got in mine? A palm tree. If only. It's a pair of fucking flip-flops. <laughs> so I no, looked it you. up and the flip-flops, they pay homage. Homage. Homage? Homage. 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 The flip-flops, <laughs> they pay homage to Rick Pugh, who was an automotive journalist. Ugh. How boring is that? He was a journalist that wore flip-flops and yeah. wrote about cars. When he drove. Also, driving really dangerous. Flip, really dangerous. That flip-flop can get stuck. I can't do a slide. I can't do a flip-flop. I can't actually even drive in a sandal. I can only drive in a in a closed-toe <laughs> shoe. <laughs> a closed-toe heel? Yeah, a closed-toe. Well, yeah, exactly. I could do it. Yeah, I could do like a platform as long as it's closed-toe. I cannot do a peep-toe. <laughs> no, I can't do anything with like a with like a floppy a floppy base to it. I can't feel my like bare foot on a... My dad drives barefoot. Did you know that? It's so crazy. It's, I think it's illegal. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, because he's because he's from the Caribbean. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> but I hear you. I can drive in my Tevas, but they're they're like bolted onto my feet. Cannot as a student, I used to drive in flip flops all the time. I don't understand. No. Can I tell you something? This is also not on topic. Uh oh. My friend Leah, she used to wear flip flops to the club. The most dangerous. And I swear to God, my friend mm. Leah, every single week would either cut her foot or would twist her ankle. It's like, well, of course you're going to twist your ankle if you're slipping and sliding around a club floor in literally yeah. a piece of like fabric attached to the bottom of your foot and like a little thong between your toes holding no, on. No support. <laughs> I think like a, a 2000 spiky stiletto might just like jam into your foot at some yeah, point. I, people definitely stood on her foot. But like, yeah, she, I swear she was always like, oh God, I've twisted my ankle again. It's like, well, yeah, it's because you, you're in a club in flip-flops. I've just remembered... When one of my friends just passed her driving test, we went to like an out of town shopping center called Brayhead in Glasgow. Lovely. And she bought while we were there. This is so 2000 and 
must have been 2003, she bought some, or 2002, some spiky high-heeled denim boots. Oh my goodness. I think they were like knockoff Miss 60 boots. Ooh, okay. And then she, she zipped them on. And then she, we went to leave Bray Head and she was like struggling to drive them. And then we ended up in the motorway and she's like, oh, I've never driven in the motorway before. And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> what a way to go though. And then I think that night we went to the cinema, the UCI and Clyde Bank, and it got dark because we went and watched a movie that night. I'm driving home. She's like, I've never driven in the dark before. Oh my God. But you know, when you, you learn to drive yeah. in the, and you just, you actually, <laughs> the annoying thing adults tell you is like, well, you don't really learn to drive until, until you've you got passed. your license. Yep, until yeah. Until you pass the test. Kind of true though. Yeah. Not wrong. Something else I did not know about Jeeps and specifically Jeep Wranglers. There's something called the Jeep wave. Have I told you about this. <laughs> no. Let yes. Me. Maybe. <laughs> tell me. You're really interested. <laughs> It's like when you when you used to have to punch someone when you saw a VW bug, exactly. a beetle. Okay, the Jeep wave. What is the Jeep wave? The Jeep wave is something all Jeep owners can take part in. The wave is a way to acknowledge a fellow Jeep driver and an act of solidarity. The general rule of thumb is if a fellow Jeep driver waves at you, you wave back no matter what Jeep model they are driving or you are driving. Now. <laughs> I'm shaking my head at you the whole time you said that. I Go know. on. I could see it from the corner of my eye. <laughs> Okay, the Jeep wave. So no one tells you this and you start driving a Jeep and then just randoms are waving at you, okay? <laughs> I'm actually into this for a couple of reasons. Well, first of all, I'm not going to ride, I'm not going to wave at a Jeep Cherokee. I'm not going to wave at your problematic car. I'm Wrangler only. That's the way it works for me. Right. Many other Jeep Wrangler owners, let's just say they're, they're very American in the um, former president fashion Uh-oh. shall we say <laughs> so i end up you end up waving at these people who you might not rub shoulders with normally but what i quite like about that well, so you, the jeep wrangler really uh, crosses the aisle yes <laughs> but what i actually like about that is i'm usually like wearing like you know exactly what i'm wearing today describe what i'm wearing today i'd call it a fun neon slut vest okay what about the shorts <laughs> A cut-off, like, slut short. Thank you. So I'm normally <laughs> driving that, sipping, like, a giant overpriced cold brew, listening to, like, I don't know, last night it was Kylie confide in me Ooh. as I was driving back from Marina Del Rey. And then, like, some bro, like, gives me a peace sign. I'm like, aya. It's like I'm fooling them. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You're, you're, really, you're really tricking, getting into the inside and... and breaking the system from the inside exactly, out. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm doing. Just as Kylie would say, come, come, come into my world. <laughs> so I've now been living with that Jeep for a few years, had some some great experiences, yep. and the whole roof can come off, um, although it did get broken into and the tools got stolen, so I can't take it off fully at the moment. Side note, <laughs> it only got broken into because I forgot to lock it. Anyway, um, I, a couple of summers ago, I had the roof off for five months. Yep, I remember. Yeah. There was one particularly <laughs> hot day where I drove to one side of LA and then came back in very slow freeway traffic Ooh. in the middle of the beating sun. <laughs> and I had like the AC fully turned up, but the roof off just like sweating. <laughs> Uh, any experiences you've had with me with the roof off? Yeah, I had a very similar experience. We went to the beach and I think we drove back and we had a similar thing of being in like direct overhead sunlight with the roof off and we were like, we're living our dreams. <laughs> it was fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Also, when you drive with the roof off, the, the seatbelts sort of flap away. <laughs> In the wind and make <laughs> a noise. Do. So you know I'm anti-seatbelt now. <laughs> yeah, of course. I've actually just got rid of them. Of course. Although on the Jeep, there are so many things you can do. I can unscrew the doors and drive with the doors off. Oh, like a like a FedEx van. 
Exactly. Like a UPS van. Exactly. <laughs> so, you... so you can just dive out of your car when you arrive at somewhere. Yeah. To... Is that the point of it? It, it, it? Sure. It does feel like your your Jeep is made to be driven over like a sand dune. Ooh. And like rolled. Does that make sense? That sounds fun. Feels like it has the capability to like, like a roll cage on it. Almost. What, what my dream is actually, my dream Jeep Wrangler scenario is to drive to Palm Springs, but on the way, just veer off on the road into the desert. Right. And it's, by this point, the sun's gone down. Yeah. And then I meet another Jeep mm-hmm. and we both have our lights on and then we just play music and the roofs are off and then we do like a choreographed routine in the middle with the, the headlights on us. Oh, so like the cars are dancing. So like dressage, but with Jeeps. <laughs> you oh, you would... meant actual people dancing. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing like a dance off with another Jeep Wrangler owner. Okay. So maybe, okay, maybe what we should do. Oh, okay. okay. We can find... Okay, tell you what we can finally do. You, me and Michael will both hire or rent a Jeep Wrangler separately. Okay. We'll meet in the middle. We'll have our headlights all facing each other. And then the three of us will finally (gasps) dance in the desert to About a Girl by the Sugar Babes. Oh my God. So dreams can come true. Right. headbutted the wall oh i'm sorry uh podcast episodes michael drove it the other week and he was like yeah drove your drove your jeep and i said oh it's quite bouncy isn't it and he said it doesn't feel not safe but it doesn't feel (laughs) safe i know what he's saying for for a car that seems so sturdy there is an element of it where you do feel like in the wrong situation it could crumble like a piece of paper oh 100 (laughs) percent. but bearing in mind you can the roof is just made of plastic and you can just unlock like you can take the roof off and you can take the doors off yeah there's a lot of elements of it that are easily removable which is quite scary yeah (laughs) so i started all of this and i started my jeep wrangler dream by talking about clueless yeah and the first time i saw a jeep wrangler as we know jeep wranglers have appeared in many movies many music videos any you want to bring up Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah. A classic. We're going to play a game called Jeep or Neep. And I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> to... What's the word Neep mean? No. <laughs> Jeep or Neep. Is that a Scottish word? Well, actually, no. But yes, Neeps. But Neeps, neeps or Turnips. Yeah. <laughs> so we're playing Jeep or Turnip. <laughs> Jeep or Turnip. Okay. I'm going to say Turnip now. I'm going to list some pop culture moments, movies, music videos. And you have to tell me if a Jeep is involved in them. Or a Turnip. Jeep or Neep. Okay. okay. Queer as folk. Oh, Jeep. Of Correct. course. Yeah, Correct. he drives He drives. Um, what's-his-face to school in it. And Nathan. someone writes queer on the side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan. Nathan. Stuart <laughs> Allen Jones. He was looking down at me like the face of God. Opening credits to Blossom. Jeep or Neep? Oh, uh, unsure, so I'm going to say Neep. Correct. <laughs> what were they driving? Nothing. Oh. Pia Mia's Do It Again <laughs> music video. That's the big old fat Jeep. Fifth Harmony, All In My Head, open brackets, flex, close brackets, Jeep or Neep. <laughs> that song is quite something. It's on my Back to the Islands playlist, if anyone's sure interested, on Spotify. Uh, I'm going to say Jeep. <clears throat> Neep. What are they driving in that? There's no car, but it's just very beachy. Yeah. It feels like they should be driving a Jeep. Yeah, I would drive to the beach listening to All In My Head, open brackets, flex, close brackets. No, we'll do that. We'll do that. The Goonies. Ooh, oh, Neep. There's a Jeep. Who drives the Jeep? Can't remember, but it's in there. I haven't watched that film for a long time. I'm worried that I wouldn't like it now. It's a bit problematic, that movie. 
What Remember, there's, there's, that there's a lot of things happening in, in the Goonies that's not great, but I, I worry that it wouldn't be as good watching it now. Back to the future, quite specifically when Marty's holding into the back of a car on his skateboard. Ooh. Mm, Keep or neep? Neep. Jeep. Oh, I thought it was a convertible. Well, you might be thinking of when he's on the hoverboard. I am. There you go. I'm also thinking of the god-awful time that I went to a Back to the Future Secret, Secret cinema. cinema in London. It's in Stratford. So many people in character <laughs> trying to talk to me. My worst nightmare is coming true. Some some shaky American oh, accents. Some of the thinnest American accents you've ever heard. Hey, wanna have a soda pop? Yeah, like considering, isn't that isn't that movie set in California? People were giving some heavy New York accents. Mm, lovely. <laughs> the blockbuster movie, Tomb Raider. Oh, oh Jeep. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I, I remember. She's driving through the jungle in it, isn't she? Yeah, she looks amazing in it. Tomb Raider is, well, okay. You know, full disclosure. Tomb Raider is a terrible movie, but Tomb Raider is a fun, <laughs> fun, fun film. I'll watch it again with you. Okay. So that is pretty much my topic, the Jeep Wrangler. Very <laughs> American topic. I was trying to work out the UK equivalent. Mm-hmm. Now, you said something earlier, which took me in a different direction. Yes. What did you say earlier? There was that thing of when you saw a VW, a Volkswagen Beetle, you had to punch someone on the arm, right? And it was kind of the same as doing the Jeep wave. Maybe. Wasn't there also, remember when they brought, when they, when Mandy Moore released the, the, the Beetle, the updated <laughs> Beetle, didn't they all have like that flower holder? Do you remember? <laughs> did they? Yeah, they had like... It had like, it was almost like a test tube, like stuck. Oh, so you could put like one stem of a flower in yeah, there. Yeah, like oh one, God. like one fake sunflower uh, or like a giant daisy. It feels very Drew Barrymore, doesn't it? <laughs> like a single flower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, but I guess, I guess, oh God, now you're really testing me because I'm, as you know, famously, I can't tell cars apart and uh, the makes and models of cars, I really can't tell. Okay. But I think, I feel like, I feel like the there's a more iconic British car than than the uh, actually Volkswagen's German. Yes. So so completely not British anyway. So would it be? Are you thinking the Mini Cooper? I am thinking the Mini Cooper. Lovely. Although classically not British anymore, German owned now, but whatever. And I think what's perfect is the Jeep is essentially a giant tank. Okay. Yeah. The Mini Cooper. The clue's in the name. It's Mini. Even yeah. though the newer ones are bigger. Classic America to have the oversized thing yeah. and UK to have the smaller well, thing. Well, you drive a tank to the beach in America and in the UK, you drive a tiny little matchbox in the tiny little streets to park in like a rainy city. Oh, lovely. Maybe like a <laughs> rainy cobbled street yeah. in Brighton to go to the beach. Exactly. To go to that pebble beach where you're like, you get there and you're like, I thought it was sand. Oh, the greatest disappointment in life is Brighton Beach. Every time, I feel like I forget every time I go and I'm like, we're going to the beach. It's made of stones. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Also, with the Mini Cooper, they did that horrible thing. Well, I think they still do it, where you can get one which has got like a, a Union Jack on the roof, mm. or like the the brake lights are in the shape of the Union Jack. Like they've gone to time with it. And similarly, with the the Jeep Wrangler, you can get one that's like emblazoned with a, a giant American flag. Oh. And, you, and you, yeah, you get given an eagle. Yeah, I was going to say it perches on like the the roof bit of the when your roof is off. You've exactly. just got a, like a bald American eagle, just like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, in summary, the UK equivalent of the Jeep Wrangler is the Mini Cooper. You're welcome. And we're back. And oh, I didn't realize. <clears throat> <laughs> I didn't realize you were ready. Okay. 
And we're back, and as always, we're going to close out the episode with a game of Welcome Not Welcome, which is where we think of something very British, very American, and we say whether it's welcome or not welcome, aka whether we like it or not. I haven't prepared as ever, so I'm going to make mine up on the spot. Ben, you go first, please, I'm panicking. Welcome or not welcome, the word twee. Oh, so this is a tricky one because I do feel like I used to hate when I'd hear American people describe things as twee when they came over to the UK. Oh, I feel like most Americans... No, they don't say twee, they say quaint. Maybe, because most Americans, I don't think, know the word twee, which means Uh, overly cutesy. mm, mm, mm. So my thing with twee is, I think it's a great word. Yeah. Because it's different, overly cutesy or cutesy. Yeah. Twee, there's a negative connotation, whereas cutesy could still be positive. I don't know. So I, I, whilst I don't necessarily love twee things, I think the word twee, I think, is very welcome. I am going to fully back you up on that. Don't okay. like twee things, but love the etymology and the just the sounding of the word twee. Mm. Uh, welcome, not welcome. The American city in Michigan named Kalamazoo. A Kalamazoo? Have you ever visited Kalamazoo, Ben? I'll tell you about Kalamazoo. <laughs> I've never heard of Kalamazoo. I've never been to Kalamazoo, but in my uh, but in my work life, I do talk to people from all around the country, and one of my places that crops up a lot is a little Michigan town called Kalamazoo. Table. This what country. What a word. Is that not the greatest country, word you've ever heard? It's this country, and and the words are just out of control. Yeah. Imagine being from Kalamazoo. hundred percent. It's a hundred percent welcome. Yeah. Never never been. Never will. Very welcome. Okay, welcome or not welcome, the British practice of putting kisses on emails and texts. <laughs> wow, this is this is a weird. I think this is something that you... in my in my welcome pack to the yeah. US, I don't know if I mentioned it to you. No, I I think I think I just picked up on it. I think I realized it from a very early thing of emails where I realized that no one was doing it. I realized no none of my friends, our our American friends, were doing it, so I just stopped doing it. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's it, it just was second nature for me to put a, a kiss at the end of an email. Even like work emails yeah. in the UK, you would put a kiss. <laughs> it's like a thing. And it's like, wait a minute, am I, th- am I a 13-year-old tween? Like, yeah. But And also, it kind of goes against the cultures because you think America, like, confident, sunny, and expressive. Yeah. You'd think you'd have the kiss, but whereas the UK, you wouldn't. But it's the opposite. Yeah. I, I have to say, I don't... I, I, I'm going to say it's not welcome because there's something about like trying to, I'm trying to soften this work email to make sure everyone accepts it's okay. It's like, no, just send the email, say what you want to say, (laughs) send. You like that? You think it's more direct and American? Yes. Not to beat around the bush as one would say. Exactly. I think it can maybe, it could be worth doing this if we maybe, are we doing this thing or not? (laughs) My God, I just got a flash of you at work. (laughs) Welcome or not welcome, what do you think? I welcome the American version of life, to be honest. I have come around to not using kisses. Yeah. Okay, and that is our show today. Thank you so much for listening. As ever, do get in touch on our Instagram, on our Twitter. What's the email address? It is your welcome America podcast at gmail.com and it's you are the letters not Y-O-U-R. Wonderful. Um, as ever, well, not as ever, but for the next few weeks, we still have our Pussycat Dolls episodes every week, and you get our Your Welcome America episode every other week. We've also got some more fun stuff coming your way. Oh, September. It's all so much going on. Bloody content. So much bloody content in September. <laughs> all the September lovers. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Have a day off, Susan. <laughs>
You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. 